0: Welcome to the SLP Stress Management Podcast, your place to manage stress, reduce your risk of burnout, and find more balance in and out of life as an SLP and as a human being on this planet. I'm your host, Jesse Andrix, and today we are going to be talking about a simple and really effective stress management tool that you can use during your workday. We're going to take a few moments to pause and breathe deep and find a little bit of calm, maybe in what might be a hectic day for you. And we're going to dive into when our thoughts pull us in a different direction and what we can do to decide if we should follow them or not. And, spoiler alert, we're also going to uh, break down a somewhat iconic scene in the final Harry Potter movie. So let's dive right in. In your day, there are probably some moments where you are expecting there to be stress like something that you're kind of dreading happening or you're just not looking forward to and it's causing you stress or there's those moments that you experience and then you feel this like panic and stress after. So today's wellness tip is one practice that you can use whether it is before or after those moments or maybe even during that is very simple but so powerful and You could use it at work and no one really even has to know that you're using it, that's kind of the best kind. So today's wellness tip is to take one minute or 10 breaths. Now what this does is it creates a pause and this pause gives you a moment to get out of your head and back into your body. So when you take this pause for just that short amount of time, one minute or 10 breaths, the two can kind of equal each other then you get to prepare yourself for what is to come or break away from that moment that's already happened. And if you happen to use this during a situation that is stressful, it gives you that kind of moment of calm and to start to process or to feel like, okay, this is happening now. It will not be forever. And that you are still there in your body and, um, The stress of that situation might be there, but it is not the only thing there. All right, so what kind of situation am I talking about? Well, one of the biggest things would be a meeting, right? IEP meeting, family care meeting, um, maybe just like a team meeting where you're not so sure if things are going to go well. Um, But one of those events that you know is going to happen. So often when we have a meeting scheduled and we're about to head into it, we feel some stress about it. Or maybe it isn't going well while you're in it or like after you're stuck thinking about like, oh, I should have said this one thing or I can't believe that that didn't come out as clear as I wanted it to or, oh, I just feel like I looked like such an idiot while I was in there. Take a moment and try this. So... If you are not, you know, around a lot of people, you can close your eyes, bring a hand to your heart or your belly, or just take a comfortable seat. Or, you know, if you are kind of like in the middle of your school or your hospital setting or wherever you're at, just like stand still for a moment, find a place that you could be and just take a deep breath in through your nose, feel the breath coming in and exhale out through the mouth. Take another deep breath in. deep breath out to let it go. Deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. And you can continue this for one minute or 10 breaths if you don't have, you know, a timer set or anything. And you can begin to breathe in and out through the nose, both if you'd like. So taking this moment to breathe just helps you to get out of those thoughts that spiral and into the present moment into now, giving you a place to be more grounded to go into that space or to pull out of it after. So I hope you give this tip a try and I'd love to know how it goes and when you find it most useful for for you in your day. So you can send me a message over at jesse, at jesseandrix.com or on Instagram at jessieandrix, and um, let me know how you are using this in your day. And for now, here is a word from this week's sponsor. One of my favorite things about being an SLP, and especially working in the schools, is all of the fun apparel and shirts that I get to wear that are related to the field in somehow or the work we do, or just put some kind of message of, you know, positivity and encouragement out there. And one place that has inspiring and sometimes just really fun shirts is Peachy Speechy. So if you are looking for some apparel that you can wear at your speech job to show, hey, I am the speech therapist and inspire someone or maybe just give them a little bit of giggle and take some stress off of your day and theirs, check out the link below for 10% off your next purchase of Peachy Speechy. take a moment to meditate so find yourself in maybe a comfortable seat or maybe even just standing and if you're fortunate enough to be at home when you're listening to this if you wanted to like lie flat on your couch or the floor or yoga mat go for it what i want you to do is to feel rooted down somewhere whether it's your feet touching the floor seated in an office chair or your bottom in your seat, cross-legged, wherever it may be. Just feel that you can touch down, a place to land. And then let your hands just rest down onto your lap or down by your sides. Let the shoulders rock up, back and down away from your ears and sit up nice and tall. So rooting down through your bottom, but lifting up through the crown of your head. Not so that you feel rigid, but so that you feel space. To breathe, to be. And as you begin to turn your awareness to your breath, close your eyes or set your gaze on one object. Bring your focus, your attention, or your awareness to your inhales and exhales. Not changing them in any way to begin, but just noticing them. Maybe notice the rise and fall of the belly, the chest, the rib cage with each breath in and out. And maybe start to breathe in and out through your nose if possible. as you breathe, start to let this breath shift just a little bit, allowing it to grow deeper. And we'll do this together. So on your next inhale and your next exhale, we're going to take a count of four. And so, as you begin to inhale, make a countdown. Four, three, two, one. And exhale. Four, three, two, one. Breathe in for four, three, two, one. And breathe out for four, three, two, one. And just continue this. You could take the count shorter or longer, but keeping it even between that inhale and exhale. And So often when we're stressed, we have a shallow breath. We're not breathing as deep or as full and we're also breathing more on the inhale than the exhale. Kind of that sense of hyperventilating without always realizing it. Or you may find that you're just holding that breath very small, very tight. And all of these things, these types of breathing signal to our brain that we are stressed. And our brain signals down to the body to breathe this way because of stress. To get that breath moving in and out as quick as possible for when we need to run and flee. But we don't always need to do that when we feel stress. And sometimes we stay stressed and our breath stays that way. But when we are calm and unstressed, and feeling more balanced. Our breath is balanced and it's deep and it's steady between the inhales and the exhales. So in our meditation practice, when we find this moment to bring balance between our inhale and our exhale, to breathe for a deeper count, we start to send that signal of calm Into our breath and from our breath, our body back up into the brain, turning down that stress response. This is why meditation and breathing can be so powerful in managing our stress. So if your mind has wandered or your breath has shortened a bit or become unbalanced, come back to that count for your inhale and exhale. We'll take three to five more rounds of this breath. Begin to let your breath just go to its own pattern. Observing it, not judging. Letting that count go, letting any need for it to be balanced to go, but perhaps observing how you feel now. Again, not judging. It's not right or wrong. But just noticing and bringing awareness to where you are. And knowing that at any time you need to, to find a moment of calm or balance, or however you want to call it, you can tap into that breath. Find it balanced and turn on that calm. Thank you so much for joining today. Before we dive into the main topic for today. I do want to say that I'm going to discuss some things from Harry Potter. And I know, I know it's just so good, right? Harry Potter is just the best. But if you are not familiar with Harry Potter, don't worry, like you won't be completely lost. But if you're not familiar, but you want to be and you don't want to have a spoiler alert, I will let you know when that spoiler shows up. Um, and maybe just skip over for a few moments. Um, as we're going through. And honestly, it may be like one of those things where you're like, I don't even know what we're talking about at this point, if you haven't seen Harry Potter. And if you have, I hope you enjoy the reference. All right. So have you ever had a moment where you thought something and then like your entire stress level mood and your day shifted and, um, and not for the better? it happens, and it's no fun. (laughs) So last week, while heading back to work and getting into routines again, um, things went a little less routine than expected. So I imagined the first day or two would probably be a little bit rough, like we'd just be a little bit tired or off, you know. But as each day went on, there were just like more and more unexpected things. So the kids didn't sleep well. And you're like, yeah, duh, you're getting back into your routine. But they expected Unexpectedly, expectedly had a hard time going to bed, like at their normal school time, right, um, and adjusting to that. But unexpectedly, they were up in the middle of the night, which never really happens. Or they had like stomach aches, or they, you know, had um, didn't feel good, or they woke up really early and in general just like did not sleep well, which was unexpected. And so as parents, we did not sleep very well either. So during the week, I was reflecting on how, um, you know, beyond that, I was kind of reflecting on how I envisioned things going this year, like with my work here in the Resilient SLP and the SLP Stress Management and, um, you know, courses and coaching. And what I was thinking about was how at times last year and really in the last, like, you know, not just pandemic, but um, just dealing with a lot of grief, and loss and unexpected changes since the fall of 2021 um but even through last year like things would just like shift unexpectedly in schedules and in life like there would be illnesses some major some smaller just like you know a kid staying home from school or something but they'd be lost to deal with there was a lot of grief and I would lose my days that I had scheduled to work here. And it was like an all or nothing. So if a kid came home from school, then I wouldn't be able to work. If I had an unexpected appointment, I might as well cancel all the plans that I had to do. And if we were stuck um, or, or if we were struck with like a grief flare up. Then in my, my mind, I would feel so overloaded that I would think, oh, it's not even worth like working or sharing or trying to write or, you know, record a podcast or share anything today. And the thought I had about this was like, WTF, like what the fluff, right? Just because I can't do all the things or do them 100% doesn't mean I can't do something. So I decided that my plan for this year was to do something. If something happened and I couldn't do all the things, I could still stay connected to it somehow and maybe do one thing. So like if I expected to record all of these classes and get this podcast and I had like, you know, these emails I would write and so and like all of these reels to record and had all these things that I planned on doing within like the two or three days that I had to do them during the week and I was down to one day or maybe none yeah I can't get all of that done but I could get one thing done right I could stay moving forward and stay connected to it by doing one thing that same night as I was getting ready to maybe like map out some stuff to work on the next day, even if it was just mentally, um, one of my kids was up sick with a stomach ache, and they were up pretty late and it was very questionable if they'd be able to go to school or not, like if they'd be too tired or if they would like, you know, was this just like a random stomach ache? Like, oh, my food didn't agree with me or is this like the beginning of a stomach bug? So I felt stress kick in. There was a lot of uncertainty and let's name it anxiety, right? And I had those immediate thoughts she's going to be sick. She won't sleep. We won't sleep. I won't be able to work. I'm going to be so exhausted that I won't be able to think. And I'm going to feel so like upset about missing out on sleep or I'm going to feel upset because you know my daughter's home and I don't know what to do about it. And then I also feel like I can't focus. And how is any of this fair to anyone? And I'll miss one more day, my one day this week to work on stuff. It's going to be awful. And it's going to be this way forever. And I pretty much abandoned my well-thought-out intentions that I had had for the year ahead. So I didn't sleep as well, right? Because I just kept thinking about this. And I felt really tired from it. And my daughter was absolutely fine. My kid was well-rested and ready for school the next day. And I had the day there to work. So it was a lot of stress over intrusive thoughts that turned out to not be true. Thoughts are kind of like that they can be real but it doesn't mean they are true so spoiler alert we're going to talk about harry potter for a moment so this you know when when you have these thoughts that are they're real right they are there but they're not necessarily true to reality they're not necessarily something that's going to play out or is playing out right so it's kind of like that scene in harry potter and the deathly hallows where you know he's possibly dead and he's talking to Dumbledore in that like white room and there's that thing curled up on the floor and Harry asks Dumbledore like is any of this real or is it just in my head and Dumbledore replies something like of course this is in your head but that doesn't make it any less real so overthinking and those intrusive thoughts are a lot like this. The thoughts are in your head. It doesn't mean they're true, but they are definitely real. So they're in your head and it doesn't make them any less real. But the one thing is they may not be true. Intrusive thoughts only make it harder in those moments. and in that moment I had, and they lessened the sleep I got. They did not help, and they didn't even give me a better like plan of action to take. There was It wasn't like I had this thought so I knew, okay, here's what I could do the next day. It kept me from making that plan. My thoughts told me that I would have a terrible day and be so many steps behind, which was not true, and I felt stress, and the stress I felt from it was 100% real, but these thoughts are not true. They are real and really happening, but not true. You might notice this happening with your stress in and out of being an SLP. So let's say an email comes through and you spiral into thinking that you're getting fired and that you'll be labeled as a failure and your whole career is over, which means that like, how are you going to support your family and, you know, all of these things. Your schedule is shifted and you feel like you'll never have control over it and you'll never be able to see your students again because you don't even know how to see them and when to see them and what is even happening with it. You have a deadline for progress reports, you have to cancel sessions, and now you feel like you're not going to be asked to work at this school again because, you know, you're lazy, you're underqualified, you're a slacker because you didn't get those progress reports done. These thoughts are real. They're happening, right? But they're not true. So what can you do when this happens? Here are a few things that you can try and that I'm going to try when those intruding thoughts start to take over and get in the way. So the first thing is don't ignore or dismiss them. Validate them instead. So they might not be true, but they are real. You're having these thoughts and they can lead to feelings and it can all spiral from there. So acknowledge them and that they are there for a reason, right? Like I was having that thought because I was feeling like I had no control, not controlling, but no control over the situation. So they're not right or wrong, even if they're not necessarily the truth of the situation or very helpful. If things are hard and your thoughts are going that way, let yourself know, like, yes, this is a tough situation and it's not easy to be in, rather than telling yourself, you shouldn't feel like this, change your mind already, you know, get get over this, be done with it. The other thing you can do, another one, is to ask yourself, so what? Ooh, So listen with this one, okay, because that can sound a little harsh, but it's not meant to be the way that it can kind of sound. So look at the situation you are replaying. For me, it's that one about like I would be at home, but I wouldn't be alone. I'd be trying to get work done with my kid at home. And with the thoughts peaking and the stress building, I can ask myself, so what? Not like a way to invalidate, right? It's not to invalidate, but to say, okay, if this happens, so what? Like what then? What would it really be like? Would the bottom drop out of everything or could I still get a little bit done? So once you can see that and once I could see that, like, yeah, I could still get some things done and keep moving forward even if it is not ideal. And then I can move through the stress from there. I'm no longer feeling stuck, which means I can move and I can move through the stress. The third thing to do is to make a realistic plan if it's still needed. You may be just kind of done with it after step two, after you're kind of like, okay, yes, I'm feeling these things, like, so what? What if this happens? And then you are you you know, you may feel like your stress kind of subsides. But if not, or if you want something else, make a realistic plan. Sometimes just acknowledging how you feel, seeing what it would be like, maybe take a deep breath finally. Again, you could move on from there. But other times you need this little plan of action to gain back some control. Note here, this is not about controlling the situation, but about bringing in control again so you don't feel helpless. So often when stress peaks, it's because you feel a loss of control, and that can lead to feeling unsettled, ungrounded, and helpless. So if you know how the scenario might play out, you can decide what you can reasonably do in that moment. For me, And again, this is like looking back, right? This is not in the moment because this is something to practice. But for me, I could map out one to three things that I know I could still work on even if my kid was home for the day. So this is with my older kid, right? With my younger kid, it might be harder. So maybe I say, okay, what's one to three things I could do or one thing I could do during the day? Or where is one place we could go that I could get a few things done while he plays? Or... What is one thing I can do in the evening when I'm not home alone with the kid? That type of thing. So kind of finding the way. It might not be the 10 things that I wanted to do. And realistically, it's probably a lot more than was possible anyway. But it is still moving forward. It gives control back and it keeps things doable. And all of this lessens the stress. And a bonus, number four. If you are able or need to, try to get out of your head a little bit by taking a few um, deep breaths or doing the sensory journal, like the um, you know those five senses that we, we talked about earlier in this episode, the five senses and the five things, or maybe just moving your body a bit. So these will help you to get into the present and let some tension and stress move through you and out. It is not easy to do these things, especially in the moment. But having this little plan or these tools to try can make a huge difference. At least I hope they do. And I plan to try them more when I'm stuck in the moment and to remember to try to use them more, which is like a whole other episode, right? We could we could go there and maybe we will in another time. So if you need to, here's a few quick things you could do. Write a reminder on a sticky note. Um, or somewhere that you'll see it when you're in these moments. Like if you have a go-to spot when you're feeling like upset, do you like go and sit on your bed? Could you put this on your nightstand? Do you go and like have, Do you go curl up on your couch? Do you go to your coffee maker and make coffee? Or do you make tea? Like have a little note there. um, If you have a place you go, or if you just have like a journal that you carry around or keep with you. This way you can remember the tools and use them to help you work through the stress you are feeling. For more ways to help manage stress, including some meditation, deep breathing, and movement, make sure to sign up for the free resources in the Resilient SLP toolbox, where you can watch yoga classes, listen to meditation audios, and breathe deeper through these stressful moments. You can subscribe at the link in the show notes. And I'd love to know, what is your go-to when you're feeling stressed about sudden shifts in your day or your schedule? Share um, over at Instagram. You can send me a message at Andrix. You could share it in your stories, or you could email me jessie at jessieandrix.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Love and light to you.